1: Hour two of fantasy sports today is on the air here on Sports Grid and SportsGrid.com. If you thought the fantasy football week was over, guess again. Two games tonight on Monday Night Football, and we'll be checking them both out. Of course, in the afternoon, we have the Steelers taking on the Washington Football Team, and then the nightcap, we will have the Buffalo Bills taking on the San Francisco 49ers in Arizona. So interesting day and night game for sure. I'm sure I'll check those games out. Uh, let's take a look at our headlines here as we start off Hour 2 of Fantasy Sports today. Also, in addition to the Monday Night Football games, we have Floyd Mayweather back in the ring fighting Logan Paul. I think I mentioned this a couple of months ago, and here <laughs> it is. going to happen in February. So Logan Paul, fresh off his knockout, will be back in the ring. An exhibition, they're calling it. I don't know why Mayweather would do this, but uh, exhibition must money. be a million
2: dollars. Money, millions, That's millions why money. Yeah. Money, lots of money. He's going to get, Guess by the so. way, that, kid, more money. that kid's going to get his butt kicked by Floyd Mayweather. I'm just saying, Floyd Mayweather, I don't care how old Floyd Mayweather is, he is a professional boxer. Uh, this, is a, this is a little... A little dicey i got to get the odds on
1: this one to see what it is.
2: I don't sure. know. I want to see because I'll tell you what, this is not, it's not a good he'll look. He'll be a favorite. will yeah,
1: be a big favorite. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Kentucky basketball, wow, 1-3 in 2020. They're off to a tough start. That game against Kansas, they didn't look very good, and they haven't been good since. And then speaking of which, 18 college hoops games on the slate tonight. And so we'll talk a little bit more about the Monday night football games, Joe. But look, your dream comes true again today. You have a 5 o'clock in the afternoon game between Washington and Pittsburgh. So yeah, you, you, get, your, you get your three hours uh, on Monday afternoon before you even get to the late game.
2: Love it, baby. Uh, the, the chicken's already marinating in the fridge, baby. It's uh, gonna be thrown out on the grill real fast, real easy dinner. Uh, I got the kids over tonight, but it's gonna be real simple. Gonna have the game on in the background. I'm telling you what, right, man. I think Washington really could surprise people and be competitive in this football game. I know you're thinking, oh, it's crazy, it's the Washington football team. That Washington front is for real. We just talked about him last week, right? They're getting to the quarterback. They were the best in the league at that. And if you can get to Ben Roethlisberger, he's just like every other quarterback in the NFL. You can put them on their back. All of a sudden, good things start to happen for you as a team. And I think that, uh, look, I I don't want to say that the the Pittsburgh Steelers have beaten nobody because they have, but some of their wins are. You know i think we're a little inflating the pittsburgh steelers just a tad i think they've done a very good job this year the wide receivers have played great roethlisberger's played great defense has been outstanding missing dupree huge loss because that means all of a sudden now where you couldn't double team watt now you can And I want to see how that happens. I want to see how that offensive line of the Washington football team reacts now and are able to do that. And how are they going to put two guys on him? Are they going to bring the tight end in there? Are they going to have the running back come in there and block a little bit? I don't know, but look, it's a great story to think Alex Smith right now is playing a relevant game in the NFL. Yes, they're kind of an uphill battle here for this NFC East, but you know what? I think they're going to battle the Pittsburgh Steelers. I hope they are. At the end of the day, Pittsburgh probably still the superior football team, but I don't know kind of thought that about the seattle seahawks and that didn't exactly work out exactly to plan either yesterday so it seems like week 13 is maybe a bit of that unlucky 13 perhaps for some teams and i'll I'll ask you this question what do you think happens first do you think that the uh, new york jets win a football game or the pittsburgh Steelers lose a football game
1: what do the jets have any winnable games i don't even know do they have any games (laughs) uh yesterday Uh, yes, yeah, so we welcome yesterday. our radio audience in. I, I have to see who they play mm-hmm. and, and make that determination. But I, I guess tomorrow. the question is, will they be less than a seven point underdog in any game the rest of the year? That, that's <laughs> at that point, yeah. then I'll say I'll yes say Tuesday
2: tomorrow. We'll, we'll put out the schedule. And we'll, we'll hold okay. you to it. We'll come back and rejoin this. But uh, and I look another and you know, we've got some, some important fantasy pieces still in these games tonight. I mean, the Buffalo game certainly is going to be sure. an interesting one, too, because San Fran is still going to battle, and San Fran's been healthier. So I'll ask you, Craig, do you think a healthy 49er team can go out there tonight and, and give the Bills all they can handle?
1: Well, I'll tell you this. This is a big, big night for me in the Super Contest because we have we are 3-0 and going into tonight, and the mm. only shot that we're going to have to win a million dollars is to win both tonight. I don't think that 4-1 and is even going to cut it. So we have Pittsburgh and we have San Francisco tonight. Those are the two picks that we have. Now San Francisco we're getting two and a half and Pittsburgh we're laying seven and a half as per the lines on, on Wednesday. So I can't go against my picks. So naturally that's who I no, think is, is gonna win tonight.
2: Well, you're either gonna have a very happy Craig Mish tomorrow afternoon or a, a very somber one. one. Yeah, could be. Could be. If you split, that's no good. You're saying that's that's not good enough. Uh, you, you we we could enough. we could
1: split. I, I would prefer Pittsburgh to win if that's the case because uh San Francisco was the third most picked team in out of all the the people uh, so in the super contest. Much. Yeah, gotcha. they're the third most. So, uh God. yeah, Washington more people took Washington than the, than Pittsburgh this week. Yeah. So, that would be a good flip for us. And um and most people took Cleveland, they were among the top 5, so we didn't really gain a lot of ground there but where we did gain ground was jacksonville it was one of the not one of the top picks at all for people minnesota wasn't either but jacksonville was really far down there so we were lucky getting that one so okay well one of the picks that we did have coming up next uh, we'll go over the rams and arizona cardinals and we'll start looking at the later games of the day also the green bay packers and philadelphia eagles So make sure you stay on the grid. By the way, just a reminder, 24 hours a day, seven days a week here at Sports Grid. We're broadcasting, but also uh, on our basically sister station over on Sports Grid Radio. Make sure you go to our Twitter handle, at Sports Grid Radio. You can hear all the shows that we have going on, some very big announcements also as well as we've talked about previously here on the show. We start off on satellite radio on January the 7th. So in addition to you being able to watch the show live or even on demand, you can hear us on Sirius XM starting on January the 7th on channel 204. So great times for us coming in 2021. We're just getting started here with the second hour. Rams and Cardinals coming up. We'll go through it. Don't go away. All right. Welcome back to fantasy sports today. We've run through all of the early games and the fantasy implications from those on Sunday. If you want to go back and watch on demand, you can catch us 24 seven on our YouTube channel at sports grid for sure. Rams and Cardinals playing on Sunday and, uh, this is uh, Joe's kryptonite here, the Los Angeles Rams. I, I probably should have asked you who was going to win on Sunday. because I got it right on definitely... Sunday.
2: I actually did. I finally did it. I said the good Rams show up for whatever that's worth. Now you can... You know, light that on fire, throw it out the window, whatever. But the, the, the good Rams did show up. Well, at least they won. No, you took the doing.
1: Cardinals, you liar. I didn't. I didn't.
2: It's on videotape. I swear, I didn't this week. I swear, everybody, I didn't. Not this week. So I'm one in what twelve. So there you I am
1: go. gonna I am gonna go back and I am gonna check those facts and see. if Again. you took the Cardinals. <laughs> I am gonna check because I'm gonna guarantee that you did.
2: I did not. I did not. In this game, I said, I like, go ahead. You can go check it. I the don't know. Tape. I don't believe
1: you. I felt the juju going 11. my way. I don't, hey. I don't believe it. All one right. I'll well, have to go back and I'll Even check. Even uh, a blind way,
2: squirrel.
1: <laughs> I, 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 I disagree. I, I, I'm going to do my research on this one. Okay. First, let's go. Rams uh, Cardinals here. Jared Goff, 37 of 47, 351 passing yards, two touchdowns, one rushing touchdown. Cam Akers, 21 carries, 72 rushing yards, one reception, scored a touchdown as well. So Akers finally proving some fantasy value this year. Woods, 10 receptions, 85 yards, another good game for him. Good game for Cup, 8 for 73. Gerald Everett, six receptions, 44 yards. Tyler Higbee, four receptions, 24 yards and a touchdown now on the side of the Cardinals things are just going south for them for the second straight year in a row so strange yeah Kyler Murray 21 of 39 173 passing yards basically all in the second half and all in garbage time only 15 rushing yards three touchdowns one pick numbers really don't tell the story there for him Kenyon Drake scored again 10 carries 49 yards the Andre Hopkins eight for 52 and a score and then Dan Arnold scored twice, one very late in the game that really didn't mean a lot. But if you played him in DFS or season long, good job because he ended up getting a win. So uh, Rams continue to play well. They're in first place now in the West. They have a chance to certainly win that division. And uh, all the things that were going right for Arizona have just completely gone wrong. Second year in a row that, and they didn't even get off to a good start last year, but they really struggled in the months of November and December. And here we are again, the Cardinals basically in their last five games have won once and it was on a Hail Mary. Uh, not sure why they were um, only three-point underdogs in this game but um, that's a team I'm very worried about moving forward
2: yeah and it's starting to wonder maybe you know overuse a little bit of Kyler Murray maybe a little fatigue setting in not sure what's going on there look the arm strength looked better than it did last week so that's a positive but that pick six at the end that was it that was the killer for them and that was going to stop everything and yeah, it's unfortunate because Kyler Murray was one of the great stories of the first half, and now the second half it's becoming one of the sadder stories. Now uh, the good news is Kenyon Drake got another goal line carry. We talked about that in fantasy by the numbers last week here on Fantasy Sports Today, and we talked about that trend and where that's going. And maybe Kenyon Drake's just been healthier than he has all year, and that combination between maybe a more fatigued Kyler Murray at this stage in the season. And a healthier Kenyon Drake is a really good thing for Kenyon Drake's fantasy value. And uh, some fascinating stats here from uh Sean McVay's history, too. He has 7-0 and career against the Arizona Cardinals. Also, he is 32-0 and as a head coach uh leading in the first half of game. So he's undefeated when he has a lead going into halftime. That's kind of a, a stunning statistic when I saw that one yesterday. So I had to jot that one down for the show today. So uh Thursday is gonna be my nightmare because the Rams are gonna match up on a Thursday night of all times against my new england patriots and i don't know i might have to like get in a bunker or something and uh i don't know it's gonna be doomsday preparation around these parts it's gonna be bizarre but look there's a really good win here for the rams um look what more should take the day off (laughs) no days off disappear no Maybe Friday, maybe aftermath of that game. But no, I just. No, <laughs> after
1: the after it doesn't matter. It's, it's it's the actual. Well, actually, we need your help to take the other side on Thursday. So we're going to need you here. Friday, <laughs> yeah, saying,
2: you need better. me. You need me on that wall. You want me on that wall. So. It's important that I'm will. here taking the Rams, ruining people's days. That's what I do. Uh, but no, it's uh, stunning, <laughs> though, stat, though. like if, if you can just get a lead and you're the Rams, Sean McVay. It's already locked up 32 and 0. That's an impressive stat right there.
1: Yeah, no, it's, uh, and again, I, I don't know. It's so bizarre with the Cardinals, how they faded two years in a row. But look, yeah. the Raiders almost lost again yesterday too. So the okay, Jets Green Green Bay lost last
2: year. Do you remember that loss to the Jets last year? That was the one that killed the Raiders, Vegas yeah. last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it was almost like deja vu. You're saying, how could this happen? Darren Waller is 200 yards. Derek Carr looks great. and You're going to lose to the Jets two years in a row in New York. That's crazy. Uh, terrible. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> Yeah, no, it, it,
1: listen, it's it's very possible, and, and some of that has to be coaching for t- for, for that to happen. Mm-hmm. And and again, I don't know if Murray's healthy or not, but he just, I mean, the pick six that he threw at the end of that game was like, wow. Like, that's terrible. just not something I saw from him in, in uh, since last year. Okay, Green Bay, Philadelphia, a game that was, uh, I mean, I, I guess Philadelphia, again, was trying to make it close in terms of a cover, but it didn't feel like they ever had a chance to win the game. For the Packers, Aaron Rodgers for another 295 and three touchdowns. So the MVP at this point looks essentially like it's either Mahomes or Rodgers, maybe even as the uh, as the runner-up, because now Wilson's fa- falling back a little bit. Aaron Jones, 15 for 130, three receptions and a touchdown. Devontae Adams, another monster game, 10 receptions, 121 and a score. Robert Tunyon, four for 39 and a touchdown. Alan Lazard. Three receptions, 50 yards, and then Valdez-Scantling, of course, missing in action yet again. Philadelphia moving on to the eagles look at the ugly numbers for carson wentz six for 15 79 passing yards 18 rushing yards hertz's numbers were really not that much better but he looked a little bit more confident in the pocket 109 passing yards 29 rushing yards one touchdown one pick i think for fantasy hertz is going to probably help a little bit uh miles sanders i don't know what really that's going on with him they seem to not really want to use him all that much 10 carries 31 yards Dallas Goddard five receptions, sixty six yards, eleven fantasy points. I suppose for a tight end, you'll take it. And then Greg Ward was the leading receiver with just three catches, fifty seven yards, and a score that was off the arm of Jalen Hurts. But the Packers are are playing very well, and and really, how, how many hiccups have they had all season long? They've they've dominated almost every game Minnesota. that they've been in. And yeah. yeah, Minnesota and Tampa, right? That's it. And other than that, they they've yeah. really. They've really just stomped on these bad teams and not let them get back into the game. Rodgers is playing like an MVP again. And I would think that in the first round of the playoffs, having to go to Green Bay is going to be really tough to go there and beat them there. So I think that if they can accomplish that, get to that first round, win that first round, it'll be a good season for them.
2: Maybe the uh, MVP of the Packers is Jordan Love just because, hey, look at look at what Aaron Rodgers has done since that draft pick, right? All of a sudden, Aaron Rodgers, a renewed, refreshed, revived Aaron Rodgers, not the guy we saw last year, but the guy playing with a chip on his shoulder. Also, he had a milestone, a 400th passing touchdown for Aaron Rodgers. Uh, that is the uh, fastest ever, only 193 games to get there. So if you're doing the math, It's basically averaging two touchdowns a game that's that's pretty impressive there for a career to be doing that when you step back and realize how good aaron Rodgers has been for so long but look it was too little too late with the switch to hertz i thought hertz looked great on that touchdown pass for sure rolling out there finding greg ward your guy greg ward in this one but look the number that matters the most in this contest is 46. that's the number of sacks carson wentz has taken this year 46. And then, and it's had its effect on him mentally. It's had its effect on them physically. It's had its effect on the offense as a whole. And maybe it's just time to get him out of there. Let somebody else have a fresh set of downs basically, you know, so to speak. And let Jalen Hurts run this offense and see what it is and, and see what you have in this second round pick. And maybe he's a little bit more maneuverable at the stage of his career. He can kind of make up for some of the deficits on that offensive line for the Philadelphia Eagles. But one thing's for sure. Whatever's going is not working for the Philadelphia Eagles, and you're starting to hear it. I mean, I'm in that Jersey area, Central Jersey. It's not too far away from Philadelphia. We hear a lot of Philadelphia media. A lot of Philly fans are chirping about Peterson, chirping about wins and all this stuff, and rightfully so. This was a winnable division that they've given away now for a second straight year.
1: Yeah, and and at this point, it's it's really up to Washington to see if they can hang tonight with the New York Giants, and who would have thought that at the beginning of the season because the Giants essentially – pulled off one of the biggest upsets of the nfl season no quarterback no running back and going up against one of the tougher teams offensively in the nfl but the defense showed up and we're going to break that down coming up next right here on sports grid we got the giants and seahawks from a fantasy perspective And then the Patriots and Chargers, which basically was one-sided from the moment they kicked off all the way through the end of the game. So make sure you stay tuned to that. Also, a little fantasy or realities coming up, so make sure you stay on the grid to us right here on Fantasy Sports Today. Greg Bish, Joe Pizofia. We'll be back in just two minutes. We'll go ahead.
0: SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
1: I feel like the last time I was talking about Colt McCoy being a difference maker was when Texas was pushing for the national championship against (laughs) Alabama. But here we are again as the Giants go on the road as a 10, 10 10.5-point underdog and beat the Seattle Seahawks outright in one of the biggest surprises of the season for sure. Let's take a look at the fantasy standouts from Sunday in that game. Colt McCoy was 13 of 22, 105 passing yards, one touchdown, one interception. Wayne Gallman, 16 carries, 135 rushing yards. If Gallman would spend more time scoring and less time running for 60 yards and then getting tired and coming out of the game, he may have scored some touchdowns in this one, Mm -hmm. but that's what happened. Just run all the way down the field and come out. Alfred Morris, <laughs> you rush it in. Alfred Morris scored twice. Yeah. Yes, twice on Sunday. And basically just got into the end zone. One in a catch, one on a run. Evan Engram was the leading receiver because McCoy didn't only completed 13 passes. So so Engram was four receptions for 32 yards. So what went wrong on the side of Seattle? We just kind of sleepwalk through that game a little bit after the mm-hmm. Monday night game. Wilson, 27 of 43, 263 passing yards, 45 rushing yards, one touchdown, one pick. Chris Carson had a wonderful touchdown reception, also rushed 13 times for 65 yards. Metcalf was very quiet in the first half and then came alive a little in the second. Five receptions, eight yards, lock it, 6-4, six 63. So there's no doubt that the Giants, Joe, have put themselves at least in the position to win the division, which is a surprise. Hopefully Daniel Jones will be back because the Giants certainly can't count on winning games like this mm-hmm. every week. But the story for the Giants is just... Uh, not a lot of stars not a lot of fantasy stars but they just play very hard and their defense shows up every week and that's probably going to get them to seven and nine, eight and eight maybe win the division maybe mm-hmm. get into a first round situation the only thing the giants do have going for them is history because every time they've snuck in like this they've gotten to a super bowl now i don't think that's <laughs> going to happen this time around but it is a strange year so who knows and as far as seattle is concerned this is what i think about them Uh, Seattle now is being looked at as a team that's struggling and they lost one game. And I would tell you that I think that they are going to take this out on the jets this week when they play them at home. And I think it's going to be very ugly because this was one of the uglier Seahawks losses over the last couple of years. And the jets are now coming off the most deflating loss they could possibly have. So I am not concerned about Seattle whatsoever, but I will say that the giants deserve a lot of credit for that win.
2: Interesting timing, don't you think, to fire your defensive coordinator? We got Russell Wilson and DK Metcalf coming to town next week. Doesn't seem like the best idea. Maybe a little short side there. Maybe just a little bit. Maybe. I don't know. But look, there are a couple bounces that certainly didn't go the uh, the way of the Seattle Seahawks in this one. Obviously, you had that moment there where it was a safety where it could have been a touchdown just by a few inches. But it said it wasn't. And up being points that they desperately needed in this game. And all the credit to the Giants defense, too. You know, Leonard Williams had some big moments in this game. Big sack there. They had some big fourth down stands. They had a big, you know, like they showed up when they needed to show up the most. And Wayne Gallman played great again. And I knew he would be leaned on heavily in this game. And he was. And he showed up yet again. I know he didn't have the touchdown. So that breaks the five-week-in-a-row streak. But still, man, Wayne Gallman balling out here for the Giants offense in lieu of having uh, Saquon Barkley, who's an all-world running back. Gallman's been terrific to me. He has shown that he could be a running back in the NFL. I think this offensive line is also showing you that next year, a healthy Saquon Barkley is going to be a very, very good investment. They have made some really good uh, choices here on the offensive line, some really good uh, upgrades over year over year. And we talked about this in the preseason here on this program, that the Giants were a better team than the Jets. Not that the Giants were going to be great, but they had at least made a really good offseason move kind of a situation. They've also had some good draft picks in there. And I think you're seeing that all kind of come to fruition a little bit right here. So, all the credit in the world to Joe Judge. This team shows up every week. No quarterback this time. No going to Seattle. No starting running back. No problem. We're still going to come out with a W. Unbelievable effort from everybody there. And they got to be riding high. And this is a great story. One of the better stories in the NFL in 2020.
1: All right. Patriots and Chargers, a game that was over before it started. You could say great special teams from New England or poor special teams from the Chargers. However, way you want to look at it. Patriots scored on defense. They scored on special teams. And from start to finish, they just dominated this game. The Chargers actually closed as a favorite in this one. How? I have no idea. Cam Newton on the ground. Now three more, two more rushing touchdowns and one passing. He now has 11 rushing touchdowns on the season. It's having a great year as far as that is concerned. We'll see if, He'll be back with New England next year. I'm not sure. Damian Harris, because of Cam Newton, just doesn't score. 16 carries, 80 yards. Great. Fantastic. Not enough. Gunnar Olszewski, one reception, 38 yards, two touchdowns, and one on a punt return. I'm curious if, if this player will be someone for New England if Belichick is there next year and, and maybe things all things are equal because seems like he is getting a little bit of play for the Patriots and, and a fun name to talk about, that's for sure. So 45 points for New England. Nothing for the Chargers, not even a garbage-time touchdown. And Justin Herbert, welcome to the NFL, because this was the worst game of his early career, that is for sure. 26 of 53, 209 passing yards, two interceptions. He was just off all day. Eckler was uh, was really not great. Eight carries, 36 yards, four receptions, 32. Keenan Allen basically salvaged the day late by getting three catches at the fourth to end it up with five catches, 43 yards, and Mike Williams had four receptions for 43 yards. So, uh Joe, the Patriots are right back in it. You can't give up on them because they play good defense and Cam Newton seems to be managing the game well enough. They've definitely put themselves into a position to finish 8 and 8 or 9 and 7 and if that happens, they're going to make the playoffs this year. And I know that's not that's not sexy. It's not Brady's Patriots of going 14 and 2 or 13 and 3, but they uh look with a defense, maybe they win a playoff game. Not impossible.
2: Maybe, hey, look, if you go eight and eight, win a playoff game this year, win a transition year without Tom Brady and Julian Edelman and all the pieces that Joey's had in place. And let's also not forget that the Patriots did also have more players than any other organization opt out of this season. So that is also something to consider and recognize that they've been doing it with out a lot of pieces, not just Brady, not just no Gronk, not just no Edelman. I know it's not the same old Patriots, but in a lot of ways, I thought this victory was more stunning than the giants. I mean, we've seen the giants compete and be great. We haven't seen the Patriots be dominant and they were, I mean, they just dominated them. It was 28, nothing at the half. And to answer your question, you didn't know who was the chargers being bad on special teams or New England being good. Is the Chargers being bad? Because this is not the first time this has happened to them. They've had a lot of issues. They had another block field goal in this game. They've had a ton of special teams issues. And I, I, I'm sad to say this, but I feel like this is almost the end, potentially, of, of Anthony Lynn as, as head coach there. And, and I think he's a good head coach. He's a good football man. And it's kind of sad to me because I really do like him personally. He seems like a really good guy. And it seems like he really has this, you know, just weird set of circumstances where you got the quarterback right, and then the defense and you're supposed to be a defensive guy is just falling apart. And I don't know. I mean, I'm looking at this team right now and to get shut out here at home, I know there's no crowd and all that stuff, but still it's kind of a stunning turn of events and you, where you find your franchise quarterback and all that momentum somehow on a weekly basis just gets just kind of destroyed. And I don't know. I mean, at a certain point, you just got to roll your eyes and say, this could be another opportunity for another person to come in here with a franchise quarterback and turn things around quickly.
1: Yeah, and, uh, and and it could and it could very well be. But, I mean, the Chargers really need a cleansing. I mean, this is, this is just so much like the, what they've been through over the last 10, 15 years. I will say if they fire Lynn this week, I'll take the Chargers this week no matter what. Done deal. <laughs> Chiefs and Broncos, a game that I could not have cared less about after having such a good day yesterday with the picking and fantasy. I'm like, I am out on the Sunday night game, so I was out. But I will give you the stats for those of you who missed the game. Patrick Mahomes, 25 of 40. 318 passing yards, 26 rushing yards, and a touchdown. Uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire did not play in this game. I know that he was, like, iffy for it, but that kind of screwed some people over because I know that some people thought that he was going to play. Somebody texted me. I'm like, yeah, I-, I guess so. Why not? Ooh, I feel bad about that. 11 carries, 40 rushing yards, 2 receptions, 15 yards. Tyree Kill 6 for 58. Travis Kelsey was the star of this one. 8 receptions, 136 passing uh, receiving yards, and a touchdown. And then Patrick Mahomes doused him with water. I saw that after the game, and it was very cold. No, it's not a surprise. For the Broncos, back to Denver football again. Dick hmm. Fangio, not going for it. Yeah, that's the kind <laughs> of guy we want. 15 of 28, 158 passing yards, two touchdowns, two interceptions, some good punting there by Denver. Melvin Gordon, 15 carries, 131 on the ground, one reception, 11 yards. Tim Patrick helped no one yesterday with four receptions, 44 receiving yards, and two touchdowns, Noah Fant. Got nine fantasy points. So the Chiefs basically got a little bit of a scare after their dominating performance the week before. Broncos showed up. I thought, you know, I mean, by looking at it, played pretty well. Had a chance to win at the end of the game. But uh, their coaching doesn't help them at all. And I and I, yeah. and I know that I've been really hard on Vic Fangio all season long. Yeah. But come on, man. I mean, please. Let's get some new thinking in there. New wave coach.
2: Like... Throwing well, the ball and, around. Wait, Craig, I'll, I'll tell you what. I mean, the defense played pretty well in this game. And, and I got to say this like, watching that defense play last night, and uh, look, it, you know, as prolific as the Chiefs are, also keep in mind they're 0 7 in the red zone for the last couple games. So, you know, they're scoring big on huge plays. But when they get to the red zone, they're having some troubles there and i don't know if it's because they're not able to run the football as well as maybe they did at times last year towards the end of the season but there's some things there the chiefs still have to work on to get right you know but as great as they are but i look at denver as a situation that if you can get a franchise quarterback in there and a new coach with a new system you could turn that thing around real quick there's some talent there for the wide receiver core noah fant is talented melvin gordon's had a couple good games in a row here i don't really want to believe in it but he has and i look at denver and all i see is another possibility where if you can get there you can get this team right get a quarterback in there because this has been a quarterback carousel for some time i mean they've gone through brock osweiler they've gone through lock they've gone through a few guys here and it just doesn't seem like any of them are ready to go and i don't know if Fangio's basically reacting to the quarterback or this is the, the Fangio system or whatever it might be but you're right at a certain point if you're Denver you have to learn to take more shots you have to open things up and we all thought and me included that this would be different in 2020 because the new OC and we thought okay they're going to go in with the OC and they're going to open things up a little bit no not able to do that at all so it's very disappointing hopefully next year you get that quarterback and if you do Jerry Judy Noah Fant this team could be good especially for the defense a Von Miller healthy back a lot of opportunity here with Denver, I think, next year. But look, as much as this game obviously didn't interest you, I will say this, Tyreek Hill could have had not one but two potential touchdowns in that game. One got pulled back, and the other one should have been a touchdown, but they thought he had hit the ground and had Tyreek Hill you didn't even realize it. So it could have been a much bigger day for Tyreek Hill again.
1: All right, coming up next, it's time we do a little fantasy or reality focusing in on tonight's game with Buffalo and San Francisco. Stay tuned. agree and welcome back couple of games on monday night football today and certainly we'll be checking those out i believe if i'm not mistaken the first game between washington and pittsburgh is not on regular television i think i saw that so basically you have to have the uh you know the the football package or the wink wink nod nod package in order to be able to see it today but um hopefully i'll be i'll be able to check out some of that game today fortunately i do have that so uh in order to watch all the games i have to have it so today joe you'll have to dig into the old package there or do the wink wink
2: (laughs) oh easy you're phrasing mish uh but no, i think you gotta uh, uh i think you gotta call you know uncle vinny come over and uh you know, if some, maybe uh put some numbers into the TV, and work some things with the remote, hook up a couple of wires here and in, next thing you go. Wait, so this is not on NFL network today? I was under the impression it was think, just going I to be. I don't believe so. Yeah. Now you're ruining my whole evening, Craig Mish. I mean I I was you don't have upset. That? I was I I thought oh now Brett's saying it's on Fox. I thought this was on regular TV somehow, some way. I, I don't know. I, I, I thought that was to, only uh regional today. I don't know, man. I, I'll tell you what. Yeah, uh, Brett's saying Fox okay maybe I'm wrong right on here. that one I and thought it, I thought that you had to have the he could be the, singing uh, that Fox you know what does the Fox say song he might be listening to that I know he's a big fan of that tune maybe that's what he's doing right now but he keeps saying Fox and Fox and Fox over and over again so I, okay. I can only really assume that is so well, good you don't have the the whole thing where you get to watch I don't games. have direct TV no you have wow. to have direct TV to have the whole thing no I can't yeah, I but don't direct. you get the red zone TV. anyway on on anything yeah but you don't get to watch if you have the red zone you have to have the package if it's a if it's an exclusive game you're just seeing all the games at different times yeah that, no, I got that you did right
1: but i didn't yeah, even realize but, that i thought that you had that
2: i you know what i you i had direct tv in the old house i had direct tv and i hated it because every time say a little different here in the winter time than it is in florida you see every time you get and it's that first frost it would get on that damn dish and then nothing would work and everything would be frozen all morning and you have to sit there with no tv and the little kids and all this stuff and you had to like it was terrible it was frustrating every time there was an electrical storm or even a sniff of an electrical storm it would go out like an hour before and you would miss it for hours on end and it became a thing like why do i have direct tv i can't actually watch the tv yeah sunday ticket's great except if i can't actually see the games what am i paying for after all so it's moved on and uh you know so you can get podcast. it
1: online and watch it on the computer very easily by the way
2: yes yes i can i can do that so maybe next year no frost be, uh, no frost on no frost computer, there right? oh the frost dude. And, and i had the guy come i was like why isn't the thing working he's like well you'll see you get the whenever whenever the temperature drops you get a frost on there i was like haven't we had a, a technological advance where we can maybe make these things frost proof you don't have these problems in south florida you know, maybe the electrical. In 2021,
1: we're gonna get you that, so you're able to watch all the games. I did not Yay. know that. We, can't, we cannot have that. You gotta make Here sure we Mike, get Everett,
2: Joe's getting a raise. Oh, well, wow, it's great. Look at that, getting the what? raise, getting we, we, you,
1: we just give you the win. We'll figure that out.
2: It's a it's a write off, right, Craig? Do.
1: <laughs> it's, a, it's a write-off, and in Mike, in, in the case that I'll help you, it'll be a wrong-off. They'll come to my house and arrest me, but either way, we'll get that figured out. Uh,
2: all right.
1: Okay, yeah. so let's move on to fantasy or reality, and we'll start with tonight's game. We'll go with a proposition wager for tonight over on the FanDuel Sportsbook. One-and-a-half touchdown passes for Josh Allen of the Buffalo Bills, over or under one-and-a-half passing touchdowns tonight. For our fantasy or reality, we'll say over one-and-a-half. Fantasy or reality? True or false?
2: I'm going to go under in this one. I think it gets the one. And I, I think that, you know, we're going to see them try, I think, a little bit more, continuing to get these running backs the ball a little bit more. I think you're going to see. Um, oh, you're also seeing some gadget plays, which kind of hurt this right now. You know, you're seeing Cole Beasley throw a pass last week. You're seeing some, some fun things going on. And he is, you know, such a threat to rush in himself that I think if I had to lean one way on this one, I would probably lean towards the under. And uh, it's not a knock on Josh Allen. It's also uh, recognizing that San Francisco's defense is getting healthier. Your offense is getting healthier. And I think this is going to be a really competitive, fun game tonight. I really do. And I think that uh, San Francisco, although I gave them a lot of crap coming into the season, I, I got to give them credit where credit is due. And they are still fighting. They're fighting tooth and nail here towards the end of the season. And if you had to ask me who looks better right now in the last two weeks, San Francisco or Arizona in this decision I think San Francisco looks like the better team these last two weeks. No doubt about that. So it might be too little too late, but I think Sam Fran's going to give the bills quite a bit to handle here. And I actually think the bills will still win this football game, but as far as passing touchdowns to me, I'm going to go with the under here. And I think it's, you know, obviously you could make the case for the overs and all this stuff, but with no John Brown and you yet Scott Beasley there as good as Diggs has been, I think they're going to get to running the football, running the football and running the football some more, which is something they haven't done enough of this year. And they really should with two backs. Healthy this is really who Buffalo should be here as you get into those winter months, because it's going to behoove them if they don't, they get that home playoff game in Buffalo and it's snowing and they can't run the football. That's going to be a problem.
1: Yeah. I think I'm going to agree here. I think I'm going to go uh fantasy. I'm going to go under one and a half as well, because Allen does love to run the ball near the goal line. And yeah, I think you have to ask yourself the question, how many of those opportunities are you going to have maybe two, three, and he'll definitely try to run at least once. And that's for sure. So Uh, Look, he he has not been, he was great the first six games of the year. Josh Allen was an MVP candidate the first six weeks and then sort of became back to who he was, which is still very good, by the way. I would take him in a heartbeat on my NFL team to be a starter, but a little bit tougher. Uh, 49ers defense did a really good job last week against the Rams. Remember, seven of those points were off a fumble, essentially. Most fumbled, and then the guy ran it all the way in uh, for a touchdown. So uh, I will say under one and a half as well. And hopefully it will be a good game tonight. We'll see if San Francisco can go on a little bit of a run here. Mullins has not been as good as I thought he would be for sure for them. So, okay, let's move on to our second topic here for Fantasy or Reality. We saw Carson Wentz finally get the hook yesterday. And Jalen Hurts came in and did not come out of the game in the second half. And so the question has to be asked at this point moving forward. Carson Wentz, is that the is this the end in Philadelphia? Will he get to play week 14, 15, 16, 17? Will he play next year with Philadelphia? Hard to say. Fantasy or reality, Carson Wentz has taken his last snap. I should put a quarterback because you never know these days in the NFL, but at quarterback for the <laughs> Philadelphia Eagles, fantasy or reality?
2: Yeah, turn him into a tight end because that's all the Eagles need, right? It. Another tight end? Do we have a, a fourth Logan tight Thomas. end on this team? Oh uh, my goodness! all right look here here's the thing uh, I I think that this is probably fantasy I think he will still play this year and that might mean much to the chagrin of a lot of Eagles fans out there uh, but I just feel like if you're looking ahead to the future it's still gonna be very complicated for them to move on from Carson Wentz It just is it's just the way the contract is structured the way the NFL is structured it's not impossible but it's definitely difficult so you're gonna have to find a willing partner that has cap room and has enough to give you back and enough that you say, okay, we really see enough in Jalen hurts in order to make that kind of move. And I think the only way you see enough in Jalen hurts is to see some more of Jalen hurts. So I think they really should be putting him out there. And look, they got a tough matchup this week against the New Orleans saints. If you really think that Jalen hurts, who's barely played, gives you a better chance of Carson Wentz to win that game. I don't know. I I can't agree with that now. Maybe he does just because he's not seeing the ghost that Carson Wentz does, but I don't think there's any chance where the Philadelphia Eagles can pull off this kind of upset. Not with the way the saints have been playing lately and not with the way the Eagles have been playing lately. So for me, I think it's a fallacy anyway. You might as well see what Jalen hurts is for these last few weeks of the season. So you can make a better informed decision, but you know, with the way things are right now in the NFL and you know, the injury quotient, and all the other things, I think it would be kind of odd to see Carson Wentz even this year, not take another snap for the Eagles. So I'm going to say this is a fantasy, but I think in 2021, they should really. Move on. I think it's in everybody's best interest. Fresh start. Jalen Hurts had a. You know, just has been Jalen Hurts' mo, right? Always proving people wrong. Whether it's changing schools at colleges and 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 being able to to overcome what people thought. Now ah, this guy's not going to be as good as we thought he was. Well, you know what? He's going to go to another school and he's going to prove you wrong. And then well, he's a second round quarterback. He's not a franchise quarterback. And then he goes out there and prove you wrong. Sometimes there are guys that are just built this way. And maybe Jalen Hurts is one of these guys, Craig. And I, and I think it's time to start considering that. And it's definitely time to start seeing that. So I want to see it. I think Carson Wentz gets another snap for the Eagles. Yeah, I'm going to say
1: fan. I'm going to say uh, reality. I'm going to say that's it. Uh, I, I don't yeah, think huh? unless there's an injury, and again, I can't predict that. But if barring a non-injury, I think Hurts plays every game the rest of the season. This is basically an opportunity for Philadelphia to see what they have. It would really work adversely to have him pulled. You look at the stuff that's gone on in Miami with Tua and Fitzpatrick. No coach wants to have to go through that. And, and and look, at this point, the Eagles are finished. So it's not even like Miami who still has a chance to make the playoffs. The Eagles have no chance. They Their lines are not good enough. Their talent is not good enough. Their quarterback was not good enough. I think that Hertz plays every snap the rest of the year, and I don't think Wentz returns in 2021. I think it's just as simple as that. Injury happens, of course. He's going to get an opportunity to play again. But, uh, look, un- unless you tell me that there is just some Pittsburgh on the schedule in the next few weeks or Baltimore or some really tough defense that could give Hertz a tough time, I would not even consider putting Carson Wentz back in there. And And I think that Hertz will play well. I don't know how good he'll be in the NFL, but I didn't know how good Mahomes would be. I didn't know how good Herbert would be. Or or or, uh, or Daniel Jones seems to be okay all of a sudden now. Josh Allen, nobody knew about him. Maybe he'll be fine. Maybe he'll be good. Give him a chance to play. It's what we want to see. Finally, Saturday Night Live this past week went off probably one of the more interesting and entertaining skits with Pete Davidson playing Eminem. In a reboot of his video "Stand," from what we're talking about, at least a decade ago, probably even longer than that, it made me feel old. Eminem actually made an appearance
2: in the yeah, video like at the very ago, end. Isn't it? How isn't many it years? Twenty? Like, I it probably it's, it's definitely maybe, maybe probably 15 fifteen. Let's put the difference. It's probably more like fifteen, which is yeah, it, it does feel like yesterday. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. It, does. it was a
1: long time ago. So he did his rendition of "Stand, Dear Santa Claus." I thought it was very entertaining, by the way, and yeah. very thoughtful to do that i thought it was a really good idea uh so uh pete davidson who has dyed his hair blonde if you don't know who he is he's also an actor he he did a movie recently that was released in a streaming capacity which was okay for about 30 minutes then i lost interest but fantasy or reality (laughs) pete davidson looks more like eminem than eminem does right now because eminem certainly doesn't look like he used to that's for sure oh fantasy reality. reality
2: it's absolutely reality first of all this was hilarious i thought this was brilliant i was watching this actually yesterday with my kids we were they wanted to see some clips from saturday Night live and sometimes on the weekends we'll you know breeze through some things and i had to explain to them why this was so funny because they had no idea what this video was and i was like look it was a song by eminem and he had this fan and he was obsessed with it. And, and as i'm explaining i was like look just i'll show it to you later let's just enjoy this because this is really funny but at the end you should get eminem who's got dark hair and a full beard looks nothing like Eminem here but this was inspired and Pete Davidson does some good stuff here man Like even quarantine this past year too he did some really funny bits there that you know uh, that quarantine song was I think was great he's a prolific writer really good comedian dark comedy stuff um uh, his father passed away in 9 11 tragically and he's always you know kind of been a darker side comedian he's always been very open about his depression and other things like that but to me, this was like one of the great inspired works of comedy we've seen all year. This was hilarious and great, and and clever and well shot, well done too. I mean, it really did look like that video. And I, I got to tell you, I thought this was just fantastic. So uh, I give it two enthusiastic thumbs up. Very funny, and and yes, we're old because this se- Stan mm. seems like just yesterday, and it is not. It is a long time ago, man. It's not good. How about you? You think that uh, he looks more like Eminem now? Than Eminem,
1: he does. I, I mean, I have to say that when he was running around with Ariana Grande with the blonde hair, I mean, I I thought that it was Eminem the first time I saw it. So, uh yeah, I would say that this is a reality, and I'll echo what you just said. I thought it was very funny, very well done for sure. And say what you want about Saturday Night Live through the years, there has not been a more attacked show, both critically and entertainment-wise, that continues to just you know stand the test of time and just continues yeah. to. Roll on with new cast, new people, and can't always stay up that late to 1 a.m. to watch it, but that skit in particular was really funny and really well done by the SNL crew. All right, we'll end the show with a little Sports Grid 60, so make sure you stay on the grid. Craig Mish, Joe Pizzapia. We'll be back in just two minutes with that. Also, don't forget, tomorrow on the show, more of our sports card conversation. We'll see who the latest hot card is. Don't go away.
0: SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
1: And welcome back. One quick trade in Major League Baseball as the Los Angeles Angels acquire Roseli Glacius from the Cincinnati Reds two apparently become their closer the reds had just parted ways with archie bradley last week too so who closes for the ninth what the reds are even doing this offseason has to be somewhat in question the angels on the other hand nice little upgrade for their ninth inning as they try to get back to some respectability with the best player in the world and mike trout let's turn it over to joe for his edition of the sports grid 60
2: joe Well, it's the holiday season. Here we are in December, and you've heard of Elf on a Shelf. Well, I've got something new for you this December. It's Wentz on the Bench. That's right. For just $19.99, you and I can get into business together, and I can send you a Wentz on a Bench. You can put it anywhere in your house. Your kids will love it, and guess what it comes in? A sack. That's right. It comes in a perfect little sack, and you open it up, and you put Carson Wentz on the bench out, and hopefully, you know, with a little bit of Christmas magic, maybe things will turn around for the Eagles. It's probably unlikely though. Unfortunately, this Christmas season is going to be a whole lot of coal for Eagles fans. And even with Wentz on a bench, which I do think is going to be this year's phenomenon. I don't know if Jalen Hurts can really do enough here with the schedule to turn things around. The Saints next week, the Saints. Oh, Philadelphia Eagles, you had your chance. You just waited too long to make a change and to make a move. And I understand there was a lot of good data and a lot of good process and a lot of history behind waiting. But there's one thing we learned in the NFL. You can't wait because Christmas is now. That's right. What you've got to do is you've got to turn things around and you've got to try something new because otherwise the rest of the league just passes you by.
1: Well, Hanukkah is this week, too. So maybe it's the once on the bench for Hanukkah as well. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh, LSU's college football season is coming to a merciful end you know honestly when Alabama was 30 point favorites in that game I thought no way Alabama winning by 30 at LSU but my goodness what has happened has there ever been a team that's been this bad coming off a national championship I think the Tigers have a lot of questions to answer about the coach about the players about some of the things that are happening off the field with the Tigers you simply can't go from being this good to this bad so quickly in college football, especially in the Southeastern Conference. So a story we'll have to keep an eye on over the next couple of weeks specifically about their head coach. Very likable guy, Ed Orgeron. I don't know if we'll make it through. That'll do it for the show. Thanks to LTN, Brett, Danny, and Joe. I'm Craig. See you tomorrow at noon. Have a great day, everybody. See you.